With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Now here's Nick Coffee. All right, 5 o'clock hour here on a Thursday afternoon. Coffee and company rolling along. Sports Talk 790. We are fueled by Thornton. Stop in one of the nearly 60 Kentucky and Thornton's locations. If you are in Kentucky, Anna, there's likely one close to you. And uh, keep them in mind for for everything. But I'm telling you, if you haven't tried their food, specifically the breakfast with those new Southern-style biscuits, delicious. So, again, proudly fueled by Thornton's. Become a member of the Refreshment Awards program today. If you haven't already, go to RefreshmentAwards.com, download the app, sign up. You will be happy that you did. All right, uh, 502-653-0790 is the LNN Federal Credit Union text line. If you guys want to jump in, we'll try to empty out this text line before we uh, before we wrap it up today. But we have talked some basketball. Yes, the uh, football season will be here before the basketball season, and uh, we'll continue, and we have talked football. But uh, on the Louisville side, the uh, the report from, I'm not even sure where it initially originated from, I guess it came from the player himself who is sharing those uh, schools that have reached out since he became available. And that player I'm referencing is four-star 2023 guard Simeon Wilcher, who is a top 30 player, was committed to North Carolina and just recently decided to reopen his recruitment. And the schools that have reached out to him includes Louisville. And that's interesting because Louisville on paper doesn't have a scholarship to give. And I don't know if this means they are expecting one of the two players that has not arrived yet to not make it because of grades or something else. Or maybe they maybe there's a plan in place for those guys to get here, but they're just keeping options open because anything can happen, right? Karan Davis, the JUCO kid from California, He's not arrived yet. The latest report is that his school ended. His la- the end of his coursework in California at the junior college was earlier this week, and maybe he arrives in a week. Maybe he hell, maybe he's on the way right now. I don't know. But if in fact you know a couple weeks go by and he still hasn't arrived, it may be that he's having some issues, maybe getting academically a you know eligible or enrolled at school. Who knows? I don't know exactly all the all the. Um, Steps throughout that process. Another guy, Tyler Johnson, who is the latest commitment for Louisville, a really good last piece to add to this 2023 class that now ranks number three in the country. But Johnson did not go to high school last year. He went to the overtime elite league and took coursework there. So this is new, right? We haven't seen if the NCAA and the clearinghouse, the eligibility department, if that's the thing, if they are going to have any issue with accepting this coursework that, again, I don't know anything about what it is, but it's not a high school, right? I'm sure they know they need to make sure these guys are taking the proper 
classes and whatnot to become eligible. But maybe maybe it's Johnson that they're a little worried about. and Or maybe I shouldn't even say they're worried. Maybe they just, you know, reached out to this guy, Wiltshire, because anything can happen, right? If you've already got everybody on campus, then you're good to go. But the two that haven't arrived, maybe something comes up along the way and they just want to have somebody they can reach out to if, in fact, that scholarship does become available. And I've, I've never watched Karan Davis play. Never. And I don't even know how I could if I wanted to because he played junior college basketball and there's really not a whole lot out there of him on the internet when it comes to highlights. So I don't want to say I'm rooting for the kid not to make it here, but if just from what I know, and again, I'm not a coach, I've never watched Wiltshire play either, but I know that there's a ton of schools involved here and he was previously committed to Carolina before backing out. So that tells me that He's pretty talented, regardless of what you see in rankings and stars. And I do think there's value there. I mean, those guys, for the most part, don't miss a lot, right? The guys that are expected to be really, really good end up being pretty good. It's not a perfect science. They don't have a 100% success rate. But go back and look at the top 30 players in each class. A lot more of them ended up being really good in college than not. So... Even if you wanted to throw out the rankings, just look at who's involved. Look at who's offering this kid. And, I mean, I've always actually thought that that's more impressive. I mean, I I think there's more to take from that than anything. And, again, I'm somebody that does, in fact, follow the rankings and believe that they're worth something. But if you don't, look at which schools are are recruiting players. That'll tell, And if they've offered a scholarship, I think that really tells you more than anything. And this kid, when he committed to North Carolina, Bruce Pearl at Auburn wanted him. Kansas offered him a scholarship. Miami, Ohio State, Oregon, Xavier, St. John's. I mean, he is, again, a top 30 player who had a lot of options. So, again, selfishly, if I could make it to where he's on the roster next year and not Karan Davis, you know, I'd probably do it. And it's not personal. I'm just basing it off putting the basing it off of putting the best team on the floor. By the way, John, did you see Indiana's involved here too with Simeon Wilcher? I did see that today, yes. I don't oh, know how involved. Yeah. I guess they, they, probably, ha- they have one scholarship, right? They do, yeah. So it's either going to be, I mean, I guess they're hoping it's either Joey Hart, Simeon Wilcher, or someone else, or they may leave it open. Archie Miller used to do that. People weren't see, a fan I, of it. See, I, I hate that. I hate leaving. I mean, especially with the portal now. You should never have scholarships open. You shouldn't. I think I agree with you. Because you can go get a guy that's got one year and. He may be from look, if you got two scholarships left and it's late July and you know, you just need bodies, go get a big or a guard, whatever position you need. And if it's a grad, it's a one year thing. So like But see with Joey Hart and Simeon Wilcher, it's not. No, no, of course not. And see the potential with taking one of those guys is I'm not and I'm not saying that they shouldn't want them, is if they don't play, maybe they get up and leave after one year. Yeah, but that's good for you because it opens up a scholarship to go use in the portal. Like, I know what you mean because sometimes, I mean, Chris Mack used to tell me this, that, you know, the the misses, you know, are oftentimes not guys who you want that go elsewhere. The misses that a lot of coaches think about are the guys they went after and got, but they were wrong about. You know what I mean? Like, because they likely do stick around because transferring didn't used to be a thing. Now, if you go sign Joey Hart and he's there one year, 
And you can clearly tell, man, this was a reach for us because he's not ready to play at this level. You know what? He'll read the writing on the wall and he'll leave now because he can. And you know when you're not wanted. It's not booting anybody off the team. So I just think the days of leaving scholarships open at all, I just think is silly because it's 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 just stupid. I mean, clearly they're trying to fill it yeah, or oh, else yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah, be yeah. talking to these guys. Well, Archie Miller was stupid is what I'm saying. Um he did it on multiple occasions. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's a bad coach. Archie Miller. And again, I got that wrong. I thought Archie Miller was going to be good. I didn't ever like him. He's got a really punchable face. He, he seems like a smug ass. But I thought that would work. I thought he was a good coach at Dayton, and he was bad. He was bad and he was in a year bad, one at was, Rhode Island. He was a bad afterward. fit, too. Like, he just, you know. Indiana's one of those jobs that you have to have. I always use this. I always describe it this way, and I hope it at least makes sense, but you have to have some presidential qualities about you because you have such a big fan base that cares so much to where regardless of how things are going, good or bad, I think messaging needs to be there, and words only can take you so far, right? you got to get results, but he was always anytime he talked, off. I felt like he made things worse. Yes. And like blamed fans and like acted, you know, it just it was a bad fit overall. Didn't he have that one really weird year where they weren't good, but then they kept out of nowhere knocking off like ranked teams? Yeah, that that really just happened consistently throughout his yeah. career, I feel like. Or through, through his tenure at Indiana, at least. Yeah, I mean, like, timing was really bad for Indiana and Romeo Langford because I don't know how good Romeo Langford actually was. He's still in the NBA. Last, he is. I think last, he's with the Celtics. No, he got traded from the Celtics okay. to the Spurs, I believe, and I don't know how much he plays. But nonetheless, like... Let's say it would have been this year what Langford joined. I mean, that would have been, I mean, he's a rock star in that state, and they were good this year for the most part. There was excitement. as I mean, you knew you were going to be a freaking tournament team all year. You never really had to worry about that, right? So um, he just played at IU, in a, and the timing was bad. That wasn't, was that, was that Archie's first season or no? I believe it was year two. Okay, that makes sense. And even that team, I mean, should have been better. Not to revisit the Archie Miller era at Indiana. We've already probably talked a lot more about it. But, like, who was the big they had on that team um, that was that was solid? They had, he had Trace for a long time with Archie. He, no, he it was before Trace. Player. Or maybe they played together. But um, he ended up playing for the Jazz for a while. This is Oh, Juwan Morgan. Yes, I liked him. He was a good college player. He was a cream guy initially. Yeah, so... Um, Anyways, I would assume you will likely see coaches leave scholarships open a lot less frequently than we used to. Because again, I don't I still think it it's 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 a bad look if you have any available, but you know, you don't want to take a guy just to take a guy. You want to take guys that you think can play for your program and that are that good. But the game has changed because if you take a guy that you're high on, you'll know within a year what you have. Right, doesn't mean they're a finished product after a year, but you're going to know if you made a mistake by bringing that guy or not because he just doesn't have the potential. You see him in practice every day. like You're going to know, and you don't have to kick him off the team or fire him, essentially. You can just you know have that annual conversation that, got, that coaches are having with their players and tell them where they stand, and you can be very direct about their role moving forward, and it'll likely lead to them saying, hey, been fun, but I'm hitting the portal.
Man, I swear, college basketball, maybe this is just me being in my own bubble here when it comes to college hoops, but I feel like college basketball has benefited from the portal more and, and NIL more than any sport. I guess you could say football has too, but like the best players still go. I mean, football's different because, yes, you can make money in college football now where you couldn't before, but football is such a physically demanding sport that, like, if you are, I mean, if you've got a chance to be drafted even, like moving on kind of makes sense because you could get, I mean, I know you could get hurt any point in your life, but like if you're a running back and you're draft eligible and you are looked at to be like, you know, just for sure drafted, I would understand if those guys go because those positions don't I mean you, you, the mileage on a running back adds up really quick. It, it's fascinating how the running back position in, in the NFL has turned into where if you're like over the age of 25, you're ancient. Like, wasn't Dalvin Cook just released? Yeah, Dalvin Cook it just got like released. feels like he shouldn't be that away be, from the NFL yeah, right it, now. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's been gone that long, right? It's crazy. I mean, he played when Lamar was at Louisville, and now here he is being simply released, which means there's no value for him in or, according to the, to the Vikings. Like, they didn't trade him or anything like that. They just let him go. So, um, yeah, anyways... The portal has helped when has helped programs like Louisville's caliber and really anybody's, but I use Louisville specifically because again they were able to bring in nine newcomers this year. That wouldn't happen if the portal didn't exist. And then other programs are able to keep their best players. Purdue got Zach Eady back. Oscar came back last year, and that just doesn't happen if these guys aren't able to actually cash in and make some money. And again, I think the people you hear being negative about what the portal and what the what the, what NIL is doing to the sport that they love, mostly basketball fans, it's those that are not, like their coach is not adjusting, is not adapting. And that leads me to the Kentucky side of our basketball conversation today. For those just now joining us, if you have not heard, Antonio Reeves, according to Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, the ship has sailed essentially with Reeves. He is not in the portal yet because he can't be in the portal yet. He hasn't graduated yet. You have to actually be a graduate to enter the portal. And he's finishing up his credits to graduate, but not at Kentucky. He's left Kentucky. He is now taking classes at Illinois State, where he previously played. And once he gets those credits and the coursework's completed, he can then enter the portal and go wherever he's going to go. Memphis is being talked about as a program. Michigan clearly is involved because they lost out on both. They lost Caleb Love, and then they were going to go after Ray J. Dennis from the MAC, who was the MAC Player of the Year, I believe, at Toledo or Kent State. And he ends up going to Baylor. So that ship has sailed. Cal didn't get back any of those three guys. And Reeves is the one that, because again, as I said last week, all this is true. It's not like I'm manufacturing things here to make it seem bad for Kentucky, but this is fact, not opinion. Kentucky had three players test the NBA draft process. Not any, None of the three were expected to be drafted. And they had the option to come back to Kentucky. They were wanted at Kentucky. And you can now make money playing at a place like Kentucky and not a single one of them wanted to come back to Kentucky, knowing they wouldn't go pro. Now, Reeves decided to stay in college, but again, he's moving on. Like, the Reeves situation, why Antonio Reeves wouldn't come back to Kentucky is head-scratching. And I think it goes back to what I said a moment ago. Cal is not going to budge. He's going to be stubborn, and he's not going to to let Reeves know. He's, I mean, you could let if 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 NIL was a factor here, you could make it work. But I guess they're not telling Reeves that 
they're going to do that because that's just not what they do, according to Calipari. He's not going to budge. And look, nobody has more market value and leverage than Antonio Reeves right now because, and that's why, put it this way, like, let's say he goes through this process of finishing coursework, waiting to go to the portal. Like, he has no benefit to say, I'm done with Kentucky. Because I think he is, if you look at how things are playing out. But let's just say, you know, he learns the hard way that, yeah, Kentucky, they, um, they're they not prioritizing me with NIL, and I just like to know what I can make because I could really cash in and they won't tell me. Well, then let's say he ends up hearing, you know, probably through third parties what's available for him at Michigan or what's available for him at Memphis or Villanova, wherever. Would anybody be shocked if he finds out, oh, uh, that's not, I mean, that's actually less than what I probably was going to make at Kentucky. And at that point, he can just come back to Kentucky because, again, Kentucky can't tell him to kick rocks and move on. They need him badly. So he is in a perfect spot because he can just toy with, he can do whatever he wants, finish his coursework. I don't know if he has an agent, but clearly he's probably got people in his circle that are talking to, you know, other programs because technically, you know, you're not not allowed to do that because it would be tampering. So he can just play it out and then you know what? If it if he doesn't get the the the, the money that he thinks he's worth and that he thinks he's going to get from these other schools, he can just show back up in Lexington and say, "Hey Cal, I know you need me." Because he does. He has all the leverage right now. But I thought Matt Jones did a good job this morning at 11 o'clock with his monologue just about where Kentucky basketball is, and it's it's pretty alarming. And I don't think anybody's like disagreeing with that, but I think the silence is becoming more telling because I don't think anybody within the UK basketball department knows what you can say. And I don't think they want Cal to speak because he probably would find a way to make it worse. <laughs> so, I mean, the three guys that they're now courting to take to, to, to join their program this year, the the guy from the Overtime Elite League that led him in scoring, I think it's Jordan Burks is his name, Joey Hart, who we talked about, and then the other is a, a guy that's going to potentially reclassify to 2023. He also was expecting to go to the Overtime Elite. His name uh, is Samtos Cyril. And these three guys, Burks, Hart, Cyril, I would believe you if you told me Calipari didn't even know they existed three weeks ago or a month ago. Because these are never the options Calipari ever has to go turn to because he usually gets, I mean, he usually isn't in this position. And it's just another sign of Calipari not being able to to keep things, to, to have things go according to plan. It certainly didn't play out this way this past this, this current offseason with those three guys, Reeves, Shibway and um, Livingston, and then go back to last year. You think that Shaden Sharp thing played out the way Calipari planned on it playing out? No, not at all. <laughs> all right, we need to get to a quick timeout because I got a lot more that I want to get into, including just some random numbers I want to throw at you that I found to be interesting and somewhat surprising, but maybe I shouldn't be surprised by this anymore. This is about the NBA Finals. Also, Baby Gronk continues to, uh, you know, be in the uh, in the news, if you will. If you're all over social media, are you technically in the news, John? I, I think like, at this point, I feel like you are. Yeah, but a lot of people, you know, they call yeah. that fake news. Of course, yeah, fake news. 
But The Athletic did an, did an article about Baby Gronk and talked to his dad because, of course, it went from like, oh, wow, Baby Gronk, that's kind of funny and cute to where you look a little deeper at the situation and think, okay, this is weird. So the father did a sit-down with Ari Wasserman of The Athletic to talk about, like, does he actually have offers? Um, could he commit to a school at nine years old? Uh, and... How much money is his family profiting off of this social media buzz that he has? So I want to take a look at that as we uh, move along here. It is Coffee and Company. We're fueled by Thornton's. But you know what? We are... uh, I got to save this, John. We are... um, We're comfortable, courtesy of DFH. That was good. Temperature control. Vital. One of those things you don't truly learn to appreciate it until you don't have it, Right. You're just used to the air conditioning in your home working because more often than not, it does, right? You go home, you sit on the couch, and you're cool and comfortable despite it maybe being 100 degrees outside. Well, then when it doesn't work, oh, you, you, you will think to yourself, I better cherish it when it does work. So how about it always works? I mean, I guess you can't guarantee that it's always going to work, but how about you always know what to do if something does go wrong? That's where you reach out to my friends at the DFH Company. 502-968-6222. Check them out online, dfhcompany.com. Give them a call. They'll come out and give you an honest and fair assessment. Right? They're not going to say, oh, man, looks like you just need to replace the entire thing. No. They'll, they'll be honest and trustworthy because they know that is what not only is the right thing to do, that's how you stay in business for generations. The Hinkabon family has been providing great service and pricing to customers here in the area forever, it seems. A lot longer than I've been around. And again, they do it because they're phenomenal at it. So if you just need a part replaced, that's what they're going to sell you. They're not going to tell you to get an entirely new system. If you just need a cleaning before you handle the summer months that are brutal, that's what they'll do. And you can't put a price on that. Having somebody that you can trust in this kind of this kind of space, the HVAC space, is vital because there are some shysters out there that will try to take advantage of you. But not my friends. At DFH. Again, dfhcompany.com, 502 968 6222. You're listening to Coffee and Company with Nick Coffee on Sports Talk 790. I don't like you. Probably never will. You're a smug, unhappy little man, and you treat people like they were idiots. Give Nick a call at 502 571 7900. I might go fuck up these bands. Ay. I do this because I can. Yeah. I just took care of my fam. Ay. Thought this was always the plan. Yeah. I might go fly to Japan, ay. Honolulu get a tan, yeah. To the beach, I don't bring sand, no. Thought that was always the plan, yeah. Grown up, now I am the man, yeah. It's you don't understand, ay. Pop, I just opened the can. I don't with no fufu, that's not on my brand, ay. Call me when you need a hand, yeah. In the Bay, I'm Superman, ay. Why is hell on me? Damn, tell me why it's your girlfriend, my number one fan, yeah. Now why back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. That's right, Coffee and Company rolling along on a Thursday afternoon. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Those that uh, that were with us in the 3 o'clock hour heard me sharing my fear about the uh, the airport in Louisville here, the SDF Muhammad Ali Airport that I will be flying out of on Sunday morning very early and if uh, the experience for me Sunday is anything close to what those have experienced the past couple of weeks or so in the morning at the airport, it's going to be what I call travel hell. That may be an exaggeration, but um, 
I'm a little worried, to say the least, because there are people showing up three hours before their flight leaves and barely being able to make it, sometimes missing their flight. And there are some factors that have led to this issue that is now a lot worse than it used to be. And take away, you know, the airline and what they can do to, you know, make it better. But it was it was dumbed down for me. So let me let me share it with you the way it was described to me. And that is essentially that for some reason, well, I guess it's the reason is because it's business. But the morning departures are now on mainline aircrafts, which are bigger than the smaller regional jet. So like 75-seat planes are now 160-plus-seat planes in the morning, and of course that means a lot more people are there. Um, So that's an issue, but I would think that given that that's now the case and you have a lot more people flying, then you would prepare a little better if you are the airport. And not to pick on this airport spokesperson, but... You know, I, I couldn't disagree with her more in regards to her comment about um, it's not a staffing issue or TSA. It's just a lot of volume. Well, doesn't that mean like that it's an issue? It's not a staffing issue for TSA. It's honestly just that we have a lot of uh, volume of people coming through at that point in time. Just with the way the scheduling fell with the airlines, it is a very, very busy time for us. Airport officials encourage you to sign up for that's Don Godby of uh, WDRB who was there. I think every news station in town has been there this week to uh, assess the madness. Makes for good television, I assume. Although, props to everybody at the airport because I've not seen – nobody. nobody's gone viral that I've seen that's lost their minds because of the uh, of the situation, which I'm, that's not going to happen to me. It's not my nature. But I always say, man, if, if, if you ask me – if you tell me, Nick, there's going to be a point in your life where you – really break character and you are not yourself and you do things that you never could imagine doing as far as being upset and emotional and over the top. If I had to guess, if you're going to tell me that for sure it it is going to happen to me and I had to guess where it'll happen, I think an airport's not a bad guess. What if we did a vibe check at the airport? What if they let us? That's not a bad idea. That could be very entertaining, potentially. Yeah, that'd be actually, you're onto something there, John. Maybe we could see about doing that. That'd be, you know, because we wouldn't have to have a ticket. We can just, you know, do it all before people get through the security checkpoint. If the news crews can do it. Exactly. They're, we're media. We're professionals here. This is We're, we're Capital J's, yeah, right? Yeah, we're, we're broadcasters. <laughs> we use the card of Capital J when it could potentially benefit us. I like that idea. Good stuff. All right, so before we get to uh, the last few things I have here on my, uh, my list, on the docket, as I like to say, uh, the Big Ten. They shared some scheduling uh, updates, kind of like the SEC did last week, because they, of course, will welcome two new members next year in 2024. That's UCLA and USC, which it still just seems weird that they're going to be in the Big Ten. But nonetheless, that's happening. How do you think the Hoosiers, how do you think it sh- it played out for them? You feel like that's a favorable draw, or is it going to be, you know, I mean, murderer's I was, row? I was expecting the worst, as I usually do when it comes to Indiana football schedule. But it turns out, and by the way, this, the scheduling format for the Big Ten is going to be similar to what the ACC is doing in terms of you're going to have zero divisions and the top two teams will advance to the, the Big Ten championship. Indiana gets, in my opinion, a pretty good draw. On the road, you go to Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. At home, you get Maryland, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue, and UCLA. So, positives. You don't get Ohio State. You don't get Michigan. You don't have to travel 
to the West Coast in your first year with West Coast teams. You do get UCLA at home, which will be a, an interesting matchup to historically good basketball programs. So overall, I'm very pleased. You'll get the protected Purdue rivalry every year, which is good. And so, I mean, if you're if you're an Indiana football fan, which Nick, you say they don't exist. If you're an Indiana I know football one, fan, and his name is John Alden. I, I mean, I'm very pleased. You can't be. I mean, a lot of people love to complain about schedules, and they try to find the 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 biggest crack, I guess, in, in in the scheduling armor. But I don't think you have a reason to be unhappy about this for for Indiana fans. So I guess best case scenario, pro, well, I'll put it this way: realistic best case scenario. I mean, best case scenario is that they're like really really good this year, which I don't think even you believe. But like, best case scenario that's realistic is that they find a way to make up ground for what they've lost in the last couple of years, where the momentum really took a punch to the gut and they get it back on track and get to a bowl game. And it's because a lot of the guys, they had transfer in. And I don't know how – I mean, I know the quarterback's fairly young, right? He's a redshirt freshman. Yeah, so then you get a little bit momentum rolling, and then you enter 2024 where he was loving everyone and and things got better. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is, right? You love each other. Yeah, love each other. Why do I say everyone? Love each other. Yeah. Um, Anyways, love, love each other. And love everyone. It's the same thing, technically. But nonetheless, like if they take a step forward this year and then they can salvage the roster and maybe do well in the portal once again, because that is something. As much as, you know, I'm, I, I mean, knock Indiana fans and, and or football fans and just their program for not really caring, you know, it, it's not hard to find the clear – if you're looking for a positive, it's not hard to find the clear positive in the offseason for one Tom Allen because – the portal was really good to Indiana. I mean, they ended up, let me just double check where they're I ranked. I believe they're 14th or 15th right now on 24-7. Yeah, so the uh, yeah the transfer rank in 24-7, Indiana is sitting at number 15. So, I mean, you've got a top 15 transfer class coming in. That's pretty good when you're coming off, what, a four-win season? Yep. So, again, they could head into 24 with some momentum, maybe another good haul in the portal, and then you have that somewhat favorable schedule, right? Yeah, 2024, if you're able to do— Let's get nuts, Tom if Allen. If you're able to do well enough in 23, then the 2024 season will be when you can capitalize on some momentum if you're Indiana. I haven't checked the 24-7 sports transfer rankings in quite some time, and Louisville now is up to number 10. Kentucky is sitting at 16, one spot behind the Hoosiers. You hear that? Mark Stoops, Vince Marrow, Tom Allen— yeah, he's ahead of you. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. You said yesterday, I believe, that like if he gets to like five, he probably'd have to worry about his job, right? I don't think so. It, it really and it also depends on the nature. Like if you're five and seven and like three of your losses are really close where it could have gone either way, like I think you're were safe. Were you were you wanting a change after last year? No, I, I I mean I understand why people are upset because it was such a hard fall from grace, if you will. But I, I mean, I'm the, I, I feel the same way about Tom Allen as I did about Tom Crean. I want it to work. Will it work? I don't know yeah. what it's going to look like in the long run. But I, I mean, I'll always be rooting for Tom Allen to do something. So the reason I ask is because that can really, you know, what kind of what kind of uh, standard you hold for your program. And I know you don't have the same standard for your football program as basketball, and neither of us, no, no school locally here does, regardless of what they say. But my point is. Like if they win three or four games this year, and you still want Tom Allen to be the coach, like 
that that's kind of you telling yourself that like you're just accepting that this is who we're always going to be. Well, but if they do underwhelm, like I expect Indiana to take a step forward this year. I don't know what that step forward looks like, but if it if I can if I can tell that they haven't, yeah. then I'll definitely understand that it's time to move on. Yeah. Cuz Tom Allen, despite his record kind of being what it is, I mean it's it's a little bit like Mark Stoops, right? Like Mark Stoops has clearly had a lot more success than Tom Allen, but my point is when Mark Stoops got to Kentucky and they went to like three straight bowl games or something like that, that's not anything crazy. The yeah. record in the SEC was kind of still trash, but you know what? How many coaches went to three straight bowl games in Kentucky's history? Tom Allen, if you look at, you know, his I guess it was a couple years there where they went to, I mean, yeah, they went eight and five, six and two, and they were five and seven the two previous seasons. I mean, that's that's not anything anybody would lose their mind about. But his record, um, let's do this. His record from 2017 to 2020. Let's see here. That is 24 and 21, I think, if my math on the fly is correct. And again, that's not crazy, but for Indiana, like that, when's the last time that happened? So I get why they were so bad last year and in 2021, and yet there were fans that still said, okay, look, this was bad, but you know what? He had a run there that we might not be able to recreate with the next two coaches we hire. But if it if they are anywhere near the two and seven record in Big Ten play, I kind of feel like, you know, that would be a sign that maybe they need to move on. Because Indiana, again, with the portal and with NIL, Indiana is a university that is in the Big Ten that has resources. They're never going to care about football like they care about basketball ever, and I wouldn't expect them to. But your resources can now help you have success, right? Because you can go pay a coach, and if the coach, I mean, again, Indiana doesn't have the tradition to sell. They don't have the the sold out stadium stuff to sell, but. You know, are they going to be offering the same kind of NIL that Ohio State is? No. But, like, you can now utilize your conference with the with the, the resources you have financially and your fan base. Indiana's got a huge fan base. Even if a, even if a, 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 just a portion of them are involved through NIL on the football side, that could go a long way. So I, I'm just curious over time, will we see programs look around and say, look, we have a huge fan base. Our NIL is great. We play in a really good league to where we have the money to go pay a big coach. Like, we should be good. You're not getting five, six years or something like that. I'm just curious down the line if schools with those resources I just mentioned, conference affiliation, NIL, a competent coach, at least, you know, that's the goal, will you be more inclined to move on from somebody? Because that's why in basketball, timing's not on Kenny's side, in my opinion. And I said this a few times over the last couple of weeks, is that Louisville has everything you need to be successful if you can coach. And I think he'd have a lot more built-up time if you couldn't do what you can do now, which is completely flip the roster. And Kenny, to his credit, did exactly that this year. That doesn't mean that we should expect them to literally be like a Final Four contender, but like this team is below average and just you still see some remnants of just poor play like we saw last year and the identity's not really there. If you're the administration at UofL, I don't think you should accept that. But again, I'm not in their position. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back on the other side to wrap things up. Stick with us, Coffee and Company. Fueled by Thornton's as we roll along right here on Sports Talk 790.
You're listening to Coffee and Company with Nick Coffee on Sports Talk 790. And I promise you this, above all else, I'm going to be more obnoxious, more overbearing, and I'm going to make you all learn to love it. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. Man, I'm starting to think uh, this baby Gronk child is, is, I don't know if he's in danger, but I worry about his future with his father involved here. So shout out to the Athletics, Ari Wasserman, who had a, a, a sit-down interview, a Q&A, and it's like not really being – I mean, he's just asking direct questions and not just like, oh, man, it's so cute, like a lot of people probably are doing when they talk to the dad. But um, he a- he was asked, you know, you have all these pictures of baby Gronk on college campuses taking visits and doing photos. Who's actually making contact here? I'm curious about how this is happening. Uh, here's his dad's answer. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I do marketing, man, on that, and I can't give away too much because I wouldn't want to give away what I do. It's a brand. It's a movement. It's just words. He was also asked, is your son actually better at football than any other 10-year-old, or is he just bigger? Quote, everything we do is for content on purpose. Everything is planned out, just being a creator and being an influencer. The internet in real life and his training are kept separate. He's actually pretty advanced and very good at football, and he plays five sports. Like, isn't that his dad essentially confirming this is all for... And I guess maybe we shouldn't shame that. I mean, my thing is, does the kid want to do it? Or is this his parents just trying to capitalize on what you can really make and the kind of profit you can turn being a influencer now? Children influencers are weird because some of them are legitimately, it's their thing, it's their world, they're creative. But like a lot of it is is people just pimping out their kids. All right, so when asked if he actually has a real scholarship offer, he has one, but it's not really an offer. The offer is from Arizona, but then asked, can you commit? He said, no, we got to wait till seventh grade. So, I mean, it was kind of cute initially, and now it's just, I think, his parents trying to capitalize, make money, um, and I don't know how much they've actually made. Let me do a quick little, uh, it's at The Athletic if you guys want to check it out, but I mean, there's like sponsored posts and whatnot. I mean, yeah. I think it's kind of sad. Anyways, I'm going to be sad at the airport on Sunday, I believe. A lot of folks writing in on the text line and on Twitter just to confirm, like, how bad it is. Oh, Have a good night, folks. Talk to you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.